Hey housemates, thanks for listening to the Our House podcast. We've just opened our own YouTube channel, so please follow our journey and subscribe to Our Two Tube. The link is in the description. And now, today's show. Welcome, my name's Claire. I'm Paul. This podcast, the first one of the year, we wanted to make sure that we started with a massive, massive bang. It's got to be a banger. Yeah. So what we've done is we've combined two of our favourite guests to create what could be like a mega guest situation. <laughs> there could be some rivalry here. There could be, yeah. It's uh, it's only Robbie Knox and Dan Trelfair. Woo! Woo. Now, I did announce it, Robbie and Dan, but Dan and Robbie, you know, who's going to get top billing? Now, there was a conversation about this, wasn't there? Yeah. In the in Dan's podcast. Mm. Well, yeah. you, you, I mean, you you picked me first, so it's a suggestion. <laughs> <that it was me. laughs> I think if we do it on YouTube subscribers, it's not going to be a close. Uh, it's not going to be a close thing. Or would you rather do it on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, yeah, exactly. TikTok, we take it. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. So, but but you know, in in Dan's podcast, you know, he did mention that uh, he is responsible for your career, Robbie. But Robbie, you are responsible for Dan's YouTube. So, yeah, I mean, his the career thing was probably better than the, the YouTube <laughs> thing, um, and that it did get me like pretty much all my jobs ever in my career. Um, so yeah, no, that is true. Yes, yeah. so when we went to uni together, people don't know, and then. Um, I um when I I went to Canada for a year and then when I came back he was at TV studio and got me a job there and then he got me the job at Soccer AM as well well told me there was a job at Soccer AM and I applied for it so yeah a lot of truth in that we I never doubted you for a second though <laughs> no exactly I think you know I I'd, I'd sort you know I saw basically I saw someone a young man with talent and being nurtured and um, I just, you know, just set him off on his path towards towards <laughs> glory eventually. And did, did, the, did the mustache exist then as well? Uh, no, there, no, there wasn't. Wait, how old were you when you first had a mustache, Robbie? Uh, about it was about two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I thought around then. Yeah, so there's no. I had a beard from about two thousand four onwards, and then went mustache. Yeah, mm. you had. Um, I mean, nineties. You 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 very much had the Gaza bleach blonde very short hair didn't you quite a while about a year or so yeah a year or two yeah it was it was it wasn't really gazza it was more sick boy from train spotting was the yeah. inspiration there so yeah. um yeah it went well it was it was it was decent good hair stand by it i'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get some pictures of that somewhere yeah i'm sure i've got some somewhere i'll find some i'll find some <laughs> so you guys have genuinely kind of grown up together we did the weird thing is we didn't we grew up actually not that far away from each other as well. We both grew up in Kent, so mm. we easily could have been, uh, we easily could have, our paths could have crossed when we were younger without us knowing. 
And speaking of weddings, so Robbie, when you run our show, you talked about uh, going to this crazy Romanian wedding. Yeah, I can't believe we missed this. <laughs> we didn't know it was yours, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember listening back to the show and it, and he, uh, Robbie going, oh, "Was that my, my friend Dan's wedding?" And then it was it was after we'd done the podcast. And Dan, but, <laughs> yeah, that was Dan. <laughs> it was a good wedding. Really good wedding. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. Great memories. Rob- Robbie's was uh, amazing as well. I think yeah, he, told, he, he told you the story about his friend who um, who he, he convinced it was a fancy dress wedding. No. no. Tell, us, tell us more. <laughs> so, so this is my friend Gavin. We were, we were best friends growing up um, uh, for, throughout sort of primary school and, on, and onwards. And then when we were about 18, he moved to Northern Ireland. So I didn't see him as much, but um, kept in touch. And, and if he came over occasionally, we'd meet up. And... He um he he's the kind of bloke who would who would do nasty things to you if he got the opportunity for fun, like funny things. So you feel completely fine with this story. He when I, when I got engaged, I said to him, I told him I got engaged on text message. He went, "Oh, I'll definitely come over for the wedding." Are you doing? And he said, "Are you doing anything fancy for it? Anything special for it?" And as a joke, I went, uh, "Yes, yeah, fancy dress." And he went, "Oh, brilliant! I'm coming as Chewbacca." Like, like, well, of course, it's not a fancy dress. There's, there's no such thing as a fancy dress wedding. It's not. It's not, it's not a thing that happens. So, what I did in the end was I, I sent out invites to everyone and a separate one that I had printed for him. So his one said fancy dress. Everyone else has said. By the way, if you know Gavin Phillips, tell him I've told him it's fancy dress. He's going to come as Chewbacca. So, um, so just don't don't let don't let him know. But eventually, it worked out perfectly because he wasn't staying at the hotel where the wedding was because his his brother lived about twenty minutes away, so he could stay with his brother, which meant he wouldn't have had anything to change into. <laughs> it, was, it was really it was really perfect, um, and he just sort of turned up. He didn't seem to notice at first that no one else was wearing fancy dress. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I had my kilt on, but then but then he sort of went, what? And he, and he ended up he ended up phoning up his his mum is his messaging his mum his dad and his brother <laughs> saying um oh, Robbie stitched me up and um his brother said of course he has I told you that in the car that there was no way there's no such thing as a practice wedding um his his mum said that's terrible you should leave and his dad said stop moaning and get drunk and he took option C it was <laughs> did, awesome. he, did he stay there the whole time yeah because to, because it's brilliant isn't it when you think about it after that, that first minute where everyone's laughing at you it's incredible everyone at the wedding wants to talk to you everyone's coaching oh that's amazing and all this sort of stuff I was at the bar at one point, and the guy who worked behind the bar said to him, and he's wearing, he, in, the, in the end, he didn't come as Chewbacca, he came as a pimp. Like in a green, <laughs> yeah, one of those green, comedy pimp, pimp suits. And, and the guy working behind the bar said to him, Is that traditional Irish dress for a wedding? Um, so, yeah, that was good. So, yeah, good weddings. Yeah. How did your wife feel about that? Because I'd feel a little bit upstaged, I think, if it was my wedding. Yeah, she enjoyed- Such a best story, though. Yeah, she enjoyed it. I mean, we, we weren't, we're not really into um, traditional sort of weddings, obviously, as it sort of comes as a pimp. But we... Um, Particularly <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. down the aisle to the uh, Star Wars theme tune. It was Darth Vader's music. And our first dance was a song called Community Property by um, a band called Steel Panther that you might know. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was generally, it was, it, was a, it was a fun day out. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the most Robbie Knox wedding I could ever imagine. <laughs> it was quite. It, was, it, was very, it, was, it fit in with, with our 
personalities and lack of beliefs. <laughs> Bit of Steel Panther as well. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> it was the incident, wasn't they, Dan? Um, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> an incident where you were nearly killed on a horse and cart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tell in, us about that. I was in, um, these these are the notes I had from the podcast from from the podcast that I sent. I asked Robbie for some notes on your podcast, but he'd not read his email <laughs> before the podcast, and these came through like two days after we recorded your podcast. He's like, "Yeah, ask him about the time that um, he was nearly killed on a horse and cart." We thought Is this this might have some wedding vibes into it as well, possibly. Yeah, well, it was it was actually the fifth anniversary of our wedding and we've gone back out to Romania and um a few I think some family had come out with us but it was down to just my mum and dad it was towards the end and uh we went out about an hour or so away from where my wife uh, grew up and stayed in a hotel there and it's sort of this weird place that's sort of it's sort of a hotel but it's also part small zoo and they've got like <laughs> and stuff there it's really weird um and then they said oh we do this horse and cart ride we've got another hotel sort of out in the woods and you can go on the horse and cart and and then come back it's a nice journey so we said oh yeah that'd be lovely so we did that and then it was all fine it was really nice it was a beautiful day really hot and we had a lovely time we had a cold drink when we got there and then on the way back it was going down this track and it was on a the horse and cart was on a track for most of the time but then for for about the last 200 metres, it had to go on a, a, a like an A road, essentially. Okay. So we're approaching that A road. I guess we were 250 metres or so away, and the horse started going quite fast. And um, and we we were quite happy because we were getting a bit of a breeze. It was really hot. And uh, my, there's actually a picture of my dad, and he's got like his cap off, and he's holding it in the air like a kind of... <laughs> Which had that had that been our last ever horse and car ride <laughs> would have been like the perfect last photo. Yeah, it was the last photo. <laughs> and um, and then, but we kept going fast. And then I kind of I was me and Carm, uh, me and Carmen had our backs to the to the direction we were going, and my mum and dad were sitting in front of us and looking in the direction we were going. And I sort of looked back and I thought. Oh, it's starting to come up to that road pretty fast, and um, they uh, uh, and then I, was, then I started to worry because then I looked at the, the driver and he was standing up and yanking with all his might on the road, <laughs> and nothing was happening. Like it was, it was just, it was just on one. It just thought it was on the Grand National or something, and um, <laughs> and it just kept going, and then and then suddenly. And kind of half a thought of should I try and jump out before we get to the road? But <laughs> even while having that thought, we were about to hit the road. And then I thought, um, and then I kind of looked to my right, think you know, just because thinking that's your natural instinct of thinking the car's going to be on the left hand side of the road. Yeah. And I, and I, and I was like, oh, nothing coming. We might make it because it's just fields over the other side of the road. I might just run through and just run into those fields and he might just kind of run out of puff or something. And then, and then I, I don't know how all this happened in my head at the same time. But then I thought, oh, no, they drive on the right, don't they, here? And then I heard a car just speeding towards us. Like, I think it was going about 60 miles an hour. And, it ju- and, and then I had, like, 
you know people say they have an out-of-body experience yeah, like, yeah. A memory of it isn't of the car hitting us it's it's all it's <sighs> like i i've just got a picture in my head as if i'm i'm above the road looking down at the car about to hit us and oh i, I can see myself slightly getting up as if to go whoa what are we gonna do now <laughs> <laughs> wow. and then it and then it smashed into us and um it missed the horse the horse was all right <laughs> um we went back a few years later the horse was still there and uh, <laughs> and the and the horse and cart guy i think was all right because i think he was just slightly further ahead so he, i think he probably he didn't fall off but he probably fell into the field and um but the four of us just got knocked just went flying onto the road and uh, does the horse still work? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Get sacked. <laughs> oh, the car is the car was like like was like splinters basically. The poor guy driving the car actually thought he'd killed all of us because oh no one God. told him what had happened. <laughs> so it just it was so bad. His car's completely written off, and he just he just assumed we were all dead. So oh Jesus, hours, <laughs> we were we were alive. And, and fortunately, we didn't. We weren't even, you know. Um, my wife was the worst injured. She got like a hematoma, head injury, and broke her foot. But the rest of us was pretty. We, we were, you know, it was bad. We were in hospital for a couple of days, but it wasn't, you know, anything horrific. So it sounds like you're just reminiscing on that so fondly as well. It's yeah, like a horrible yeah, situation. Know, what's it? Robbie always got a nice saying that uh, life's about stories, and that, yeah, it was pretty horrific at the time. And the hospital was, yeah, horrible. yeah. But it's always a good story to tell. So, um, wow! And have you been on one since? No, or my wife refuses to go. You terrified of horses now? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not too bad. I probably would go on one again, but my wife's like literally never again, never ever mm. again. So, totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. Completely. And then there was there was another note that that Robbie left that is a mystery to us. It's just one word, really, isn't it? <laughs> precedent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the precedent was um, uh, started on my 40th birthday. Oh. And, um, I mean, Robbie could probably tell you a bit a bit more. Actually, about... the, very, the very start bit yeah. of it is that, yeah. is that um, my, uh, Dan's wife, Carmen, got in touch with me and said, it's Dan's 40th coming up. I don't want to organise a party. Can you guys take him away somewhere? And we were excited about this, not because we have any interest in celebrating Dan's existence. No, no, no. <laughs> we were interested in the precedent that this set. Oh, right. okay, we were yeah. interested in what that meant for us. That this we're done with it. Because it was an unplayable hand for our wives. Because <laughs> if they then go, oh, well, you can't go away. Well, Dan's wife suggested this. Well, if you're not, if you're not as cool as her, then that's fine. If you're a, if you're a bit more controlling, that's it. They, they, they couldn't get around it. It's like a dreadful chess mistake or something. So, um, so yeah, so so um, that happened, and then and then we decided to not tell Dan and basically kidnap him, take away, and I'll let Dan explain the next bit what happened. <laughs> it's sort of. How how long before we went did you did things start? Was it like two or three weeks before? Uh, probably more than that. Maybe more, yeah. But, yeah, maybe near, near a month or something, yeah. The first thing I got was like an email um, uh, of uh, – and it was like a kind of a riddle of an email. 
which um, said something about a train, but that was it. They didn't really make any sense, and it was from a, a strange account, uh, which, I, which I didn't know. <laughs> I, was was I was like, that's <clears throat> it. And then, um, and then I had, and then I, then other things happened. Like one day, I got a card put through the letterbox saying something like, um, "You need to go and pick up your birthday fish at the market." <laughs> and uh, so, because I, I go to the market where where I live in Hernhill every Sunday, and so I went down there and I was like, I was like, "So, I mean, is this like a real fish or what?" And I thought, "Is it?" I kind of I got to know a couple of people at the market, and I thought, "Oh." has Carmen told them which stalls I go to? So is it more likely that'll be someone I know rather than the actual fishmonger? So I actually asked a couple of the others. They're going, what are you talking about, mate? (laughs) 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 And then finally I went to the fishmonger. I said, hi, uh, you got a birthday fish for me? And she was like, I think she kind of went, um, yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) I just had this fish and I you know, cooked that for dinner that night and I was like okay that's weird Was there a note with the fish or something? <laughs> there, I think there was a note there was a card I think uh, that said something like please enjoy this birthday fish or something like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Real presents coming fish. in a little bit or something like that wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Netflix murder documentary <laughs> <laughs> And then finally uh, I, don't, I don't know what day my birthday was on but I was at, I was at work on a Friday and about Half past four, um, reception called me and said, oh, you've got a package in reception. And um, I went in and I got this box and there was a, like a, let, a note on top of it, a card on top of it. It said, open this first, don't, um, don't open the box. And, uh, and then it just said, right, you need to, uh, no later than five o'clock, you need to leave work, you need to go to, um, uh, go to the, your nearest tube station which was Goldhawk Road I think and start travelling west and no sorry start travelling east and then um, once you're on only then once you're on the tube can you open your open the box oh my god that sounds no. awful that's and Dan just went along with this and thought, okay. People arrived me on this tube. I just opened this random box. Someone said I should only open the note when I get onto a car. Have you ever seen Seven, Dan? <laughs> so I, so I did that. Construction. <clears throat> got out, got out early from work, and um, and at this point, I didn't even know. No, at this point, um, I, I didn't know who'd been sending me all this stuff. But I thought I recognised the handwriting. And uh, it was actually Robbie's handwriting, but I was convinced it was my brother's. So I, I texted him on the way going, oh, you finally slipped up. I recognise your handwriting anywhere. And he, he had no idea what I was talking about. He was he saying, like, what are you talking about? I have yeah, no exactly. idea. What I was like, well, of course you'd say that. <laughs> That's exactly what you would say if you were uh, trying to cover your tracks. Um, anyway, so I opened the box and it had my passport in it. And uh, Eurostar tickets, and I think, is it two beers and a packet of crisps, I think? I think so, yeah. Two beers, packet of crisps, Eurostar ticket passport, but it was only a one-way Eurostar ticket to pass yeah. to Paris. There's no, <laughs> there's no other information. There's nothing <laughs> So I just, So I just went, I got to um, King's Cross and, you know, and obviously said, right, go to King's Cross and check in at Eurostar. So I did that. 
And I was speaking to Carmen saying, you know, this is what's happening. And she was acting as if she didn't know what was going on. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Rob, I mean, Robbie can pick it up here because th- then I was, I sort of got past customs and then I was just, I had to go and buy a bottle opener, I remember, so I could have the beers on the tray. And uh, I didn't know that they were, I didn't know who was going to be there. I still didn't know. <laughs> well, we have, we have a stalking app in our social group where we can tell where everyone is. So we knew yeah. roughly where Dan was. And we were drinking at the champagne bar up above St. Pancrasation so we could see him from above, sort of wandering <laughs> around. <laughs> so we just sat out there watching him like eagles. Um, and then we waited till late, so we knew he was on the train. And then eventually we came, he was sat on the train carriage, and we just walked down the carriage and sat down at the table with, hello, sir, how are you doing, sort of thing. <laughs> but I like that he got on the train, because what would have been better in hindsight was if we hadn't met him or anything. Or just yeah. Because he was, because this was like six, seven o'clock train or something like that. So he was essentially getting into Paris at like 11.50 at night, also, <laughs> at night with no idea who he's supposed to meet or where he's supposed to go. <laughs> one way ticket. Yeah. yeah. When I got on the train, I genuinely thought, oh, no one's coming on the train. Is it? I thought there's going to be someone in Paris. So when Robert, when they all got, all got on the train, they came up behind me. Um, and Robbie's got like a really cool video of um, of like the moment when they surprise me, and it's really good. Just like just seeing my face, just kind of just trying to Try work to compute everything, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then we just had, and then we just had. It was genuinely, I think we all think this. It was one of the best weekends we've ever had out, wasn't it? It was just like yeah, just it was like, glorious. Yeah, just, there was no there was no plans or anything other than no. we had two days. In Paris, so it was just basically eating and drinking and wandering around. Really, is that um, is that a video on your YouTube, Robert? Because I have I have some recollection of that. Or have you done that? To I don't know. I think I might have mentioned that's the first time we've done it. That's the first time we ever did it. I think I might have mentioned it. It's on mine. I did a. I did, did it a, yours. That's it. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, and I did. I show that clip on the video on my. 40 there is a clip. I do remember a clip yeah. on on one of your channels where. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's cool. Oh, I can't believe you blindly went away, went along with it as well. Like, <laughs> Dan, was really at, Dan was acting all cool, going, "Oh, hello." <laughs> well, we've done two others since then. We took our friend Jim off to Barcelona, and our friend Al, who's really into cycling, we took him to Holland, where the World Cycling Championships are on. So we've done a yeah. couple more trips since then. We've got another one to do once. Well, another have two to do. Done, that, done them in secret as well, like. Yeah, to a degree, it was harder to organise for our friend Jim. So he sort of knew we were going somewhere, but he didn't know where. Um, and our friend Al, it was a complete surprise. Yeah, yeah. that his one was quite funny because it was like it was uh, it was February, and it and it we just had a load of snow that year. It was like two or three years ago now, and um, and he lives at the top of this hill. It's sort it's not that far away from Robbie, but it's, but it's it's a how far is it, Robbie? Like two or three miles or something. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, 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 two and a half, three miles. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of snow, and Robbie had to walk up the hill to go to get him. To you, get couldn't, to you couldn't drive, drive up. There's so much snow. Yeah, yeah. Walk up sort of on this snowy day. All week we were all texting each other, going, "Is this going to happen?" Because flights were being cancelled everywhere, and we were just going, "Oh God!" But uh, luckily, it was all right on the Friday night, and it's great weekend. So, yeah. So we've got we've got a couple more to do, but it's very strict, isn't it, Robbie? Because you know, there's there's probably one other person in our sort of in that 
friendship group who couldn't come to mine. So he's uh, missed out on them all. So, <laughs> so he doesn't miss <laughs> But then we're considering maybe we'll just, once we've done all these, we'll just do his anyway, just yeah. because um, we want to keep it going. <laughs> so yeah. Just invite him on his own. We'll just do an own one for him, yeah. What was yours? I've not had mine yet. I, had it yet. Okay. I tend to do a lot of the organising, so I think it'll probably be, we'll do a friend Andy's next, and then it'll probably be about four years later, someone will do mine. <laughs> There have, been, there have been discussions, but, uh, I mean, could happen at any time, Robbie? It's not literally any time. We're in lockdown. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, and Dan, you, you kind of linked us in very nicely there to, to your friend Jim. Um, We've heard a lot of things about Jim. We've heard a lot of things about Jim. Um, <laughs> what ones have you, have you yeah. has Dan told stories then before? I haven't. He's no. Not, no, no, he's just said... We, he said, me and Robbie can tell stories about our friend Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in for this. I'm, in for this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, some of the things he's done that's acceptable to tell. He um, <laughs> Anything on so this one, podcast. One thing, um, yeah, I mean, for his career. I won't, I won't tell I won't say more about him. <laughs> yeah, don't tell where he works or anything like No, no, no. But he, um, he was <laughs> going out with this American girl, um, I think, and, and she, they got invited to a party. She got invited to a party at this American embassy and um at the American embassy. And it was actually quite a big, big thing for her. So she was and so he she brought him along and she said, Look, you've got to be really you've got to be our best behaviour. So I think he's going, Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So anyway, at this party, he was in this room with this big sort of Persian rug, this all really expensive stuff. It was, it was an amazing looking room. And she'd gone off to talk to someone like that. She'd gone out of the room for a second. And this guy leant over and said something to him. It was quite loud in there. He couldn't really hear what what he said, he said, sorry. And this guy said something as well. They couldn't quite hear it. He said, sorry. And the guy said it again, but he, and he couldn't hear what he said, but he had, he had a cigar in his mouth. So he said, oh, he wants me to light this cigar. So Jim pulled out a lighter, lit it, and set fire to the breadstick <laughs> that was in this guy's mouth that he thought was a cigar. <laughs> and he, he said, you would not believe how flammable a breadstick is. <laughs> he said, you think it would, like, he goes, this just went up like, like flames to the ceiling. So this guy throws this out on, onto the floor and stamps it out on this Persian rug at the same point as Jim's girlfriend comes around the corner <laughs> looking at it. Um, and so, so, so what it must have looked like is she's come around the corner to see Jim just randomly setting fire to a bloke's face. <laughs> There's still things like that, isn't it, Dan? There's just loads yeah, like that. He just gets himself into like weird situations where there was a brilliant one that he told us. Um, I think it was about a year or year or two ago, and he his um, he'd got some um, he got some like was it const- sort of constipation problem or something? Yeah. And so he went to Boots, and he'd been he'd been told by the doctor to go and get this this stuff. It's quite strong. And um, it's something to do with his bowels, anyway. And he, so he went into Boots, and then the, this, you know, this is a man in his 40s, married with children, right? And the, the girl serving was quite attractive. So, and she said, uh, he said, oh, can I have this thing? And she said, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Is it for you? And then at that point, he sort of thought, oh, I don't really want this really attractive girl who's going to have no interest in me and who I wouldn't do anything with anyway. I don't, but I don't want her to know that I've got this slightly embarrassing bowel issue. So he, so he said, um, so he said, no. And then she went, Oh, who's it for then? He thought, Oh, I don't want to, don't want to tell her that I'm married. So he went, Oh, it's for my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And they went 
for your daughter? And he was like, yeah, yeah. She went, how old is she? And then she went, oh, she's like six. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so he was just digging himself deeper and deeper into this hole. And so so she's like... These got prescribed for your daughter because they're they're really strong. I'm not sure they're for. He's like, no, no, fine. She's had them before because he'd used it before. I think. How long has she been prescribed for? You're giving her multiple doses of this. <laughs> they had to get like the had to get the pharmacist over and start. Doesn't like, know what to do with this. So I don't think that out of it. I think he just didn't. He try and just sort of said, "Oh, look, I'll come back later and sort it out. Don't worry." Or something. And, uh, I think in the end, it got to a situation where it was obvious what was happening, but nobody mentioned it. it went right, it's for your daughter, is it? Going yes, and it just got this really sad, unpleasant moment. Eventually, go here, you go. It's just. It, it's just sort of these these bad moments that he has of sort of planning and stuff where he just sort of thinks, he just thinks, oh, I'll do this, it'll be harmless, but then results in something like ridiculous happening. Like this is a tiny one, but this like it, this this sums him up so so beautifully. <laughs> he told me, about, and also he tells us these stories. Most of the time we're not there. Like he te- he comes and tells them, like, why are you telling us this story? We're <laughs> on podcasts and tell these stories. He goes, um, he said he was, he was like, he used to go to the gym and he was on a treadmill. And, and again, this involves attractive women. I think this was before he was married. Though. And uh, he's on a treadmill and some attractive girls come in. And, you know, you have those mirrors so you can sort of see people behind you. So he saw these attractive uh, women come in. And around the same time, he realized that although he was running, he left his like uh, house keys in his pocket, in his shorts pocket. So they were sort of jingling as he was running, and he was thinking, oh, I don't need that. That's a bit annoying. So he thought, I don't want to chuck them on the floor because what if they sort of bounce and go into a bit of bit of the machinery of another, you know, this of this machine or another machine. So I thought, I don't want to do that. And he didn't want to stop because he, he was like, you know, kind of pounding along, and he thought the girls might be impressed. So <laughs> like, insane thing where he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll slowly continue running, but bend down like while oh I'm running on a treadmill. God. That's actually impossible <laughs> to keep running while you're bending your leg, while you're like bending down in a squatting position. So he just flew off the back of the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked up in the mirror and just saw these women just laughing at him. He's just... It's, it's, it's the stupid things that he he does. Like, like he, I mean, he was going at this girl and... He wouldn't be honest. He wouldn't say what he liked or what he didn't like and stuff like that. She was like far too good for him, essentially. But he he, he said, um, she said to him, she said, um, she said, oh, there's this really good African, there's an African film festival going on. Do you, are you, do you like African cinema? And he went, oh, yeah, 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 love it. And, I was, and he told me this. And I was going, do you love African Why? cinema? And he goes, not really. I said, have you seen any African cinema? He goes, I've seen Zulu and the Lion King. <laughs> so we had to go to the African cinema for a bit. And then he went to experimental theatre with her as well. And it's experimental yeah, theatre with her. There were only four people there. And it was one. It was a woman doing a one-woman show about the life of the Virgin Mary. He said that the first 20 minutes were just her lying on her back, like pretending 
God was having sex with her, <laughs> and he's sat there going, "What is? What is? What is this?" I honestly don't care if anyone else is interested in this. This is the best. <laughs> mental, mental. I think um, you guys need to convince Jim to start his own YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what the kid with the beer ransom? Yes, yeah. that, was, that was your that was your your wedding day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was weird, wasn't it? Your wedding because you didn't you didn't really seem to know any more than us about what was going on. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I yeah, I didn't really know. I was I was just and Carmen really. Did, I don't think she really told me. She might have told me one or two things, but a lot of stuff she would just sort of say to me as it was happening. We're going to have to do this now, or uh, you know, this is going to happen now. And um, yeah, so at one, so she was. It's at some weddings in Romania, the bride gets uh, stolen and will get taken away for quite a long time, like like three or four hours. And um, but she, but you know, my wife can be quite forceful, and she made it clear to friends and family that she wasn't going to be put up with being taken away from her wedding for yeah. a long time and to a different yeah. venue. So she was just taken to the lobby of the hotel like 20 minutes and then yeah they they um uh you basically have to negotiate with whoever kidnapped them to to get her back so there was this little this little kid came um i think his dad must have done the kidnapping and he came to do the negotiating yeah and was demanding like keys to it to the lexus that someone had and things like that but in the end we managed to buy them off with a crate of beer I think I think Carmen was quite disappointed with how cheaply we got her actually sort of. <laughs> I was going to say it, it was a bit of an insult um, but, I, but I, I really didn't have any idea what was going on I was just I was, I was, I was basically standing there while they while they negotiated <laughs> just, I really, my wife's just been kidnapped yeah. what <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah there was all sorts going on there <laughs> I think See, was... it, it's, it's, it's strange because you know that's normal like in that culture and then there must be something weird that you know that's weird that we do you know when people come to our weddings and things like that maybe I was just gonna say they don't do speeches there's no speeches or anything um so that's sort of seen as slightly odd but, yeah um, like a, a dirty brass man speech <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's that seems quite strange, um, but other than that, we don't. I don't know. We don't. We don't necessarily have many, do we? That are particularly weird. I mean, I suppose to them, the sort of the weird thing is, is that we all sort of we're, we're all quite reserved, and, and no one gets up and yeah, starts yeah. dancing until mm. we've had several drinks. Whereas there, you know, drink is not needed to dance. It's like just yeah. everyone just just. It's just a thing, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, yeah. we, we used to film weddings a long time ago, didn't we? And it was it was probably the worst job. Yeah, I can imagine. I ever had it. It, it was so boring and dull. <laughs> like, yeah, just it was honestly like <laughs> the, the only memory I have of, of of that time. And I know we did loads, but we'd been to see. Um, <laughs> we, oh, we got God. some tickets oh, for Wu Tang Clan one night, yeah. and. Um, <laughs> We were doing a wedding in the morning. We're like, we could go out and have a couple. <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst day ever, wasn't it? It can, was. It was kind of like. Can I tell him what you did? Go on. <laughs> yeah. He, he he forgot to press record. <laughs> oh no! 
But I'm stood in this. I'm stood in, <laughs> in this wedding. It was only for some of it. It yeah, wasn't like yeah, the yeah. whole thing. But um, luckily, I was recording. But, I, I was. Uh, there was nothing to edit. Loads of things happened that were really bad that day. It was kind of like you got your car window smashed in, didn't yeah. you? And someone stole your phone. Yeah. We were really hungover because we we're up to about three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was not a good day. I'm in this suit in this in this quit. church, and I was just yeah. sweating buckets. Oh, Forgot God. to record through some of it, and yeah. yeah, I think that was the day we quit weddings. I think that was yeah, it was the day we and quit you know, weddings. Paul and I have been together 18 years. Some, yeah, about that. And we're still not married, and I think that's probably why. Mm. <laughs> just don't do weddings. I think that's exactly <laughs> why. Whereas your wedding sounded quite fun, yeah. Dan. I'm yeah, I'm, well, yeah, but yeah, Robbie. I mean, Robbie's was amazing. It had it had all kinds of nonsense going on. Like a couple of his friends, what was this? They sang a, a, a fantastic song for the. Um, oh yeah, have you seen it from uh, old school where they do? Um, uh, where there's a band singing "Total Eclipse" the harp but with swearing in it. They basically did that. So they so my friend Kelly um, and my friend Mike they they sung this song and, and so the. I can't remember how it goes now. Uh, turn around, bright eyes, and all that stuff. Every now and then I fall apart around bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. I fucking need you now tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just swearing during the ceremony. Which is quite funny at first, but then they did like a full five-minute song. It really went on. The, the, the two readings we had were the Umbungo advert from <laughs> and the theme tune from the littlest hobo if you remember that <laughs> wicked amazing, amazing. Oh, they walked back down the aisle to snooker loopy didn't you uh, oh yeah 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 oh, wow. Dave. yeah <laughs> not like that what well, i remember then that's it you know people go above and beyond to create this fantasy world and actually you could just do it your own style and world to put yeah. yeah just invent it like I, I had um I don't know if Robbie said this, but I did, uh, my friend from Denmark came to the wedding as well, and they have a tradition where the groom gets grass. This was the one thing that happened to me over the course of the day. So gr- uh, they grab the groom and lift him up, take his shoes off, and then cut the ends of his socks off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah you've got this in a picture, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the picture frame. Yeah. yeah, still got yeah, still got the ends of the socks. Yeah. And that's supposed to mean that you can't ever get married again or something like that. I don't know. But Do you want to just give us a little bit of, of an overview of your channels, where we can see you, where we can hear you, and what sort of content you make? Start with you, Dan. Uh, so mine is just, just, uh, it's just Dan Trelf and then my, my channel. Um, and uh, I, I don't, yeah, I think I said to you before, I, I don't, I haven't settled on a niche really. I think when I started, Robbie said, um, "I said oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. What would I do? What would I? What would I do videos on?" He was just like, "Just do it on anything. Doesn't matter. Just do whatever you want." <laughs> so that's sort of what I've uh, been doing. So um, it's, I don't know about you, Robbie, but it's it's. I know you're not doing as many videos as, as you used to, but it's really hard during Corona when you're just in the house and you're not yeah. going, anywhere, you're not doing anything, and nothing's changing. Well, if you're homeschooling as well, you don't have any... any yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to think I mean, stuff is is quite hard. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, when I'm when I'm sort of working in the day um, and I get a notification to say, like, Dan's dropped a new video, it's the first thing I do when I, when I finish work. 
And so, like, I watched the cartoon one yesterday, yeah. and that was that 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 brought a, a, a you know a decent smile to my face on on just revisiting some of them old cartoons. I was like, yeah. man, I've forgotten about some of them. So you know, yeah, just yeah. digging in the crates of of you know just just memories is is kind of cool. Um, because you, you could extend that to a whole different level of, of things. Not that you're objectifying women in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and I believe that the men are coming next week, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing the men next week. I think the men, will, I think the men will be, I'm hoping it'll be slightly funnier because you've got to yeah. like, cut loose a bit. Because when I first thought of that idea, so it's like my top 10 uh, ch- childhood cartoon crushes. And and I thought, oh, you know, this could be really funny. And I actually texted Robbie and I went, Rob, do you think this will be all right? Or do you think it's going to be creepy and weird? And he went, oh, it's a bit weird, but I think it's okay. <laughs> and um, and I still didn't really trust him because I thought, you might just be saying that because you think it would be really funny when everyone goes, this is really creepy. This guy's been doing a video about how he fancies Betty, uh, <laughs> uh, Betty Rubble. Um, I think the one that made me laugh was Penelope Pitt stuff and it was like watching a stride. Like she could yeah. – Clear a good two or three meters in the yeah, show. Really incredible, incredible strike. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and the, but I think I think the men. I, you know, I can cut loose a bit with the men. I've been writing that. And I think I think that that will be that will be slightly better. But it's, yeah, that's that's really good fun. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of people put comments underneath going, yeah, "I thought this was a bit weird," and then I looked at uh, you know looked at Firestar and thought, "Oh yeah, you might be right there." <laughs> <laughs> you know, See, I, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about Firestar until yeah. you mentioned it. And that I was, had, yeah. There you go. Um, there must have been some deep research that went in there. There was, and and and, and I, I said that the, you know the the Dungeons and Dragons uh, girls. I sort of remember my head as being quite fit, and then I saw, I started. I thought, oh, this would be quite funny. You know, there's some funny stuff to be said about Sheila's thigh high boots and that kind of thing. And then when I looked at it, I was like going. Oh, they're they're fourteen. And I was like, I don't <laughs> even though it's a ch- you know it's a childhood crush, I can't really start saying, "Oh yeah, do you remember Sheila's thigh high boots? They were." <laughs> I just remember the creepy dungeon master. That's yeah. all I remember from exactly. that show. Exactly, was super creepy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. That's my idea for next week. Is I'm doing the, the sexiest cartoon dudes from my childhood. Uh, which I think will be quite good. So yeah, we'll post all the links to your um, YouTube down below. Robbie, tell us about your projects and what you've got. Uh, so I do a YouTube channel, which is basically me killing time until I die. Um, it's, it's, I'd give it a miss if I were you. Why give it a wide berth? Um, <laughs> I also um, do a podcast called Jack Makes Happy Hour. That are on occasions that is top, top five podcasts in the country, and I have, as of today, I am a pit Twitch partner as well, and do streaming football, football manager streams uh, most days on uh, Robbie Knox FC. It is on Twitch for that, so yeah, find me if you want. Which is amazing because me and Robbie and uh, and Jim actually for for we played for about a year, didn't we, Robbie? Yeah, we, a, we did we it a couple a, of times. We did one remote yeah. and one in person. Yeah, we did a football manager like every Wednesday night. They'd come round to my flat on a kind of ropey old PC, and we'd play football manager. Like we all had our teams, and we were in like the third division. We all picked a team. We'd come round, and every Wednesday we'd play and have some drinks and eat uh, lime tortilla chips. And um, <laughs> I 
and it was really, really good fun. And then I'm, I'm sure we even used to say at that time, we wish we could get, you know, wouldn't it be amazing to get paid just to play football manager all day? And now Robbie is, is turned on reality. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Professional gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does does Arlo understand that you're a, uh, a professional gamer? Arlo wanders in occasionally on the stream and will just come and sit in my lap and talk about Otto's w- w- wandering and just he just wondered when I went to the toilet, didn't he, the other day, Dan, when you were yeah, doing the stream was, with me? Yeah, I was on the other night with Robbie and um, and Robbie had gone to Lou or something and that he was like, right, you're in charge, Dan. And every time he put me in charge, it's sort of the, the thing threatened to crash for some reason. But um, while I was sort of I was chatting away, suddenly so just Otto just walked in. He's obviously getting ready for bed. He's just topless, just walked <laughs> in, kind of stared at him, stared at the screen, stared at the camera for a bit, and then wandered out again. <laughs> Amazing moment. Uh, so yeah, they're they're aware of it. I, I I think they they like the idea of being able to play computer games for money. So I think they're interested yeah. in that. Yeah, definitely. And it, the first time that you came on our podcast, Robbie, you were just starting this. So it was like your first step into it and you were starting at the absolute bottom of the leagues. Yes. Like, And so how's your team doing now? Well, I've, I've moved clubs since. Started off as Brecon, went to Dunfermline, now I'm at Aberdeen in Scotland. And uh, we came third in the league last last year and this year. We're oh. hoping, hoping to better that, hoping to come top two. So we'll see how we go. Are you are you hoping to move on to like other games, or are you going to stick to like a football manager type thing? No rocket leagues, or I will do other games at some point. For now, I'm going to stick with football manager. But I'd, to to play other games, I'd really need to get a proper gaming PC or something to okay. do it on because it's it, it's a bit taxing on the computer doing doing the streaming side and the game side. But yeah, I was thinking. Um, uh, I haven't told him. Leo's desperate. My son Leo's desperate to be a. Um, like a game, a YouTube gamer. He's obsessed with Ethan Gamer, and um, uh, but I actually think it might be quite entertaining watching me because we play some games together, like um, um, Super Mario Odyssey and Sackboy, new Sackboy game and things. But basically, now, now he's got good at it. I just get two hours of abuse of, of him shouting at the record <laughs> on a new... See, even that's a great concept. I know it is. I was thinking it's actually quite a good, might be quite a good idea of just having him like really kind of getting annoyed with me messing with him <laughs> up I'm not being as good as him at, at the games. <laughs> yeah, you want to you look into that. I got, I got like a really old game. Well, it's a new version of an old game. Do you remember Horace on like, I think it was on yeah. Specky or... Yeah, I, wanted to call, I wanted to call Arlo Horace when he, before really? he called, after Horace goes skiing. Awesome. Well, there's a, there's a new Horace game. I've got it on the Switch. I presume it's on other platforms. Well addictive. No podcast would be complete without a, uh, a fame story from Robbie that we may have heard before, but we may have not. <laughs> so I was, I was saying, well, we, last, we, we ended the last podcast on um, you telling us your story about Nearly having your testicles removed. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought we'd go out on the same note, um, but a little bit less, you know, cringy on this one. Yeah, um, like crossy. Yeah, and it's one I, that I've, I've heard before and I, I enjoy. Um, <laughs> can you tell us the time that you were locked in a cupboard with Liam Gallagher? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Um, so we were at a party, an Oasis party. Um, it was at Soccer AM, and. 
I, I, it was the first time I'd ever spoken to Liam. I'd never met him before, um, but I knew what Sucker am. And we had a little chat to him, and it was it was great. I was, I was with Neil, who did, we did this thing called Curl and Ginger for a bit um, on Sucker am. And Liam would come over and said, oh, I love Curl and Ginger, man. It's like, he went, that's your definitely maybe, which I love that that's how he, <laughs> one, that that's how he's made that comparison to, that's how he rates things. Um so, so he did that anyway. A bit later on in the evening, I was with I was with Tim Lovejoy, who was a presenter and producer of Soccer Aim at the time. And we got we were talking to Liam, and he went, he went, oh yeah, um, you do you want, um, he goes, oh, I got you should hear the new music, man. It's brilliant. The new stuff's brilliant. We're going, oh, we didn't know there was new stuff. Didn't know there was new. I said, this is exciting. He was talking about like the the very last one they did, sort of thing. But it hadn't been announced. There was no talk about. It. We're going, this is exciting. He goes, he goes, do you want to hear a bit? We're going, yeah, definitely amazing. So we're like, follow me. So we went through like the kitchen of this nightclub in central London where it was. We're going, this is a bit weird. And we went into like the pantry of this thing. And everyone's sort of looking at it. Okay, so we're going, why is this bloke going in? So eventually some guy came along into this room and said, I'm, said, I'm really sorry you can't be in here. But then he sort of saw it was Liam and was like, all oh, right, okay. Um, but but Liam was going, who says it can't be in here? Who says we can't be in here? He said, well, the manager, the management so you're not allowed to be in it. And he's just it clear this guy clearly just waited out. So I said, Look, could we just be two minutes and then we'll 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 get out? Would that be okay? He went, and the guy went, Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So um we're sort of in there and I was thinking, all right, it's gonna play this this new music's gonna be great. And then he goes, All right, so he goes, um, it's the first song. He goes, and starts just singing it. But like doing all the guitar noises and all the drums and stuff, like so first of all, like, yeah, it's a bit weird, but this is really good. But they did like the entire like five minute song. We go, okay, right, fine. Then then he started doing another one. I'm like, oh, all right, it's still all right. By the time it was into the third one, I'm like, I really I've finished my drink now. I really want to get, <laughs> yeah. get out of this pantry. Oh, well. <laughs> um, which eventually we did. Um and we just eventually sort of just just left and went back to the party. But yeah, it was a it was a weird, weird day. <laughs> Great, so thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, we will post all the links to your YouTube, your Twitch, your podcast, everything like that, uh, just down below for anyone that's listening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank it's you. Really a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you. Bye. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's that?